This episode of Hey, Don't Touch That is brought to you by Greenhouse Salad Company, located in Edmonton, Alberta. Hey guys, are you looking to not eat your own cooking for 10 days in a row or 10 meals? Is your partner's cooking less than satisfactory? Are you tired of just going to the grocery store and getting a prepackaged rotisserie chicken? Well, look no further. My friends at the Greenhouse are offering... 10 meals for $100. That's right, folks. $10 a meal. That is less than your coffee. I guess two coffees at Starbucks or wherever you get your coffee. Whenever you're, uh, and it's fantastic. It's a great deal. Both Jordan and I use this service. Jordan more so than I. Uh, they don't, they're not in uh, BC. But, yeah, they're fantastic. So go now. Mention this ad. And they might give you a 10% discount. So let them know that, hey, don't touch that. Sent you. Get your 10 meals for $100 today. See ya. Hey, welcome to Hey, Don't Touch That, episode 13. I am your host Brian. I'm joined with uh, with my co-host uh, Jordan. How's it going, Jordan? Good, real good, real good. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> as you can tell, uh, so this special episode today, we not only have a guest, unlike our last couple episodes, but we also have a guest of the opposite gender mm-hmm. and sex. First one. First one ever. So we have the first female guest on. Hey, don't touch that. Eat that, feminist. All right, Jordan, do you want to introduce our guest? I will. She is uh, a friend from BJJ. She is currently a blue belt. May never, ever advance, but we'll see. (laughs) Uh, She's a dinosaur lover, a video game expert, and a board game strategist. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Monique Nielsen, right? Is your last name actually Nielsen? Yeah, it is. Okay, I thought that was one of those Facebook throw-offs. (laughs) <laughs> yeah no you're right good memory hello guys happy hey, to Monique. be here so we know that we know you from jujitsu, like we know all our friends mm-hmm. uh why don't you start by telling us wait 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 before we start before we start we must honor tradition let's do a podcast beer review oh good call good call good uh, yeah call. good call all right so uh jordan why don't you go first start us off i guess we'll go last okay uh tonight i'll be drinking from the Grizzly Paw Brewing Company in Canmore, the uh, Large Valley Porter. I don't know. I'm showing you guys, but no one will be able to see this. Large very, Valley Porter. It's a very festive can. It mm-hmm. has like, like a it. Canmore background. It's 5.7%. It's a strong oh. beer. So Get I know, I know up tonight, Jordan. Brian wouldn't be able to handle this, but Can't this do will it. be dropping the bucket for someone like myself. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll save the description for the end, but... Uh, yeah, I'm drinking the Large Valley Porter. Porters are nice. Okay, mm-hmm. so I have for tonight, I am drinking. It's a repeat. It's from the uh, Phillips Brewing and Malting Company. I drink beers from this company because their cans are so nice. That's um, a fancy can. This is the Glitter Ball Hazy Pale Ale. Are you sure you didn't drink this last week? Shut up, Jordan. No, last week it was a different one. 
Okay. Um, I had this from an earlier episode, so I'm hoping uh, the second time's a charm. <laughs> oh. uh, it's their Hazy Pale Ale, 5% alcohol by volume. I enjoy Phillips quite, quite, uh, I enjoy very, Phillips very much. So I'm drinking it out of a glass so that I don't get hammered. Good call. Nice. Don't get the bubbly tummy. <laughs> All right. Monique, what you got? All right. So I have a Edmonton beer. It's called Polar Park Brewing Company. And it's their Canadian Heffenweizen. Oh, I like Heffenweizens. What's a you Heffenweizen said... again? Are we asking Monique? I'm asking you. I think it's a light wheat beer, isn't it? I think it is also a light wheat beer. And you, I think <laughs> it's a 5.8%. Oh, that's the, <laughs> that's the top-notch number tonight. Um, <laughs> Matthew, you said that's from an Edmonton brewery? Yeah, it's from Edmonton. So I just like found it in our little liquor store by our house. So oh, I'm nice. It's a nice game. Okay. Well, cheers. All right. Cheers. cheers. Ooh, that's strong. 5%. Can't beat it, baby. 5.8 for Monique, 5.7 for me. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So I interrupted uh, the interview. Yeah, so, so rudely. Some would, say, some would say it's a pet peeve, but uh, we won't get into that quite yet. Uh, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. Okay, so yeah, like we said, Monique, we know you from BJJ. Uh, but let's hear more about your career and your studies. Uh, I believe you're a student of the U of A. Well, I was, yeah. Where you were, where you took paleontology, is that right? No. Study of dinosaurs? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. She what? wishes she was that she cool. She wishes she was a dinosaur doctor. Uh, what did you take in school? Okay. Are you Brian, not want to tell you know us? what I took? I do know. No, what you I took. was actually, I was... well, I kind of, I vaguely know, but we were talking to, I was talking to Salish about this. Yeah. She was actually more excited to have you on than I was. <laughs> um, but uh, regale us, Dominique. Pretend like we don't know, which right, in this so case we're not. My first degree at the U of A was in anthropology. Oh, okay. I thought it was archaeology. <laughs> well, okay. So then we can kind of break it down. So within okay. anthropology, they have the four field approach, at least at the U of A. Four so that, they bring it down to linguistic anthropology. If you want to study languages, you have your cultural anthropology. If you want to study cultures and humans, I guess more so in present day. And then you have archaeology, so that's part of that, as well gotcha. as bioanthropology, which I guess takes a look into a couple of different things, including um, primatology or, or non-humate primate studies, as well as human osteology and bioarchaeology, which is what I loved. Those are a what lot of big take? words. <laughs> what, what was yours? What was your major? Uh, bioarchaeology. So I guess so, well, my what? degree was in anthropology, but I kind of focused in bioarchaeology. So why bioarchaeology and not primatology? Jordan is would be very interested in primatology, by the way, as he would let you know. Is that the study of monkeys? Primates. Primates. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Big monkeys. Yeah. Okay. Monkeys anyway. are are uh, are a primate. Yeah. Thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> so why 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 not why not primatology, Monique? Uh, I think primatology is pretty cool. I did take one course where we covered a little bit about it, but I don't know. It just didn't catch my eye as studying uh, human remains did. So interesting. I mean, it's pretty pretty cool. You can't really beat that. So you went from the extremely practical study of human remains, and then did you just continue in this as a career path, or did you require further study? 
Well, I made the tough decision that when I was finishing up my degree in anthropology, I was going to have to decide, was I going to dedicate the next like eight years of my life to maybe be able to work in the field or should I just get something more applicable, which I took that route, which may or not, may not be a good choice, but it's working for me so far. So. And that's nursing, correct? That's nursing. Yeah. So nice. I've been a nurse for four years now coming up to or coming up to five. Nice. Yeah. And you're enjoying it as much as the bones, digging up the bones? No, nursing has been a really good career, but um, I definitely still do dabble in anthropology on my spare time. Spare time. <laughs> exactly. Like I have, and this is kind of something that other, my other friends do too. Um, like one of my friends became a x-ray tech, but she'll go, uh, she'll take like months off in the summer and just like go dig in nice. Siberia, just oh. like kind of on the side. So I might do something maybe post pandemic, take some time off and still maybe volunteer on a dig or something. That'd be kind of nice. So back you, before you switched over to nursing, Mm -hmm. uh, I know you did some traveling. Uh, Was that part of your uh, anthropology degree or was that after? So no, that was during, so that was actually to complete my degree. I was lucky enough to be able to do a field school in Poland. So I did a semester abroad um, because I guess you know, you can technically, you can get a degree in archaeology without actually stepping foot in the dirt and doing digging, but I definitely wanted to get some field experience under my belt. So I got to go to Poland to do that. Oh, interesting. Nice. <laughs> what, uh, did you see anything interesting over there? Yeah. So backing up, um, so bioarchaeology, I guess when we think about archaeology, you might think of people digging up, you know, uh, like past homes or like middens or fire pits or, you know, tools, something like that. But what I was more focused on was kind of mortuary archaeology. So what do people do with the dead or how do they enter <laughs> or how do they bury the dead? And then what can we find hundreds of years later? So adding, sorry, just to cut you off, adding to that, usually when you think about archaeology, Jordan thinks of Indiana Jones, but continue. Actually, no, honestly, I think of, Jurassic Park. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, archaeology just reverts to paleontology for me. So anyway, you carry on. Sorry. All right. So yeah, you know, apart from like the millions and millions and millions of years of difference, yeah, for sure. <laughs> the same thing. Uh, <laughs> so the field school that I did in Poland is that we dug up a 17th century graveyard, but they also had a bit of a flair for that because. Um, in Poland, as well as many other different parts of Europe, as well as even some places in the US, there was kind of this uh, neat occurrence um, that there is some hypotheses that there could have been some vampire burials. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Like yeah. confirmed vampires or like uh, like what we have, witches, like <laughs> fake vampires. You know how people with the Salem witch trials, they mm-hmm. just basically that was just because they hated women. So is this the same thing? Vampires? Women that could do math and read, right? They hated exactly. people with which is which is statements. you know, yeah. But <laughs> but like math and reading is like basically sorcery. So but anyway, so these is this real vampires? So I guess one of the interesting things that we you know take a look at in archaeology and in anthropology is you're kind of we don't know. Uh, it's everything is speculation, but what we're kind of doing is digging stuff up and trying to take a look at about what people 
saw or what people thought, you know? So we're kind of coming up with theories. So I guess to get into this, we can kind of talk about, so in the popular culture, they like to call them vampire burials. In the um, academic literature, it's more so referred to as deviant or atypical burials. So I guess to get into that, we can talk about what a typical burial would look like. So like for like me or like a average yeah. average <laughs> sized human without canines. In so not Jordan. Poland. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in Poland back in the 17th century, it was largely um, Christianity as a re religion. And how they would usually bury people is pretty simplistic. Like you'd have people kind of buried on their back, um, maybe within a wooden coffin. And they might have a shroud over their uh, body. So like a shroud is just like a piece of fabric and it might be like pinned down. But other than that, like nothing too funky. So that's what we would call like a typical burial. So then now we have these atypical burials that they started finding. And these atypical burials would have like sickles or, um, yeah. you know, iron. Yeah, you know, you think of what a sickle is. Like the Grim Reaper? Yeah, like a Grim Reaper, what okay. they hold. Or I guess like it was like a field tool that would be like laid over someone's neck. Or you have someone <laughs> with stones lodged into their jaw. Or um, so that's kind of what was found within Poland, but in other areas, like within Europe, you might have people buried face down or even kind of like pegged to the ground or like, <laughs> like someone kind of rearranged their bones. Holy so shit. just like some funky stuff going on. You're like, what the hell? What's the reasoning was behind the face down one? I feel that's quite disrespectful. <laughs> just get yeah, it really back. is very disrespectful. All these things are very disrespectful. So you can kind of think, well, what were these people doing? Or what, why were these people worried about this individual that they would do such a thing? So now we think back to, again, like typical burial, you know, Christian. So a lot of people like think about, well, there could be many reasons why someone might be, you know, feared um, or like felt that they're just like deviant different. So you could have like people that were maybe like not baptized or, you know, outsiders of another reason, or maybe they died in mm. a mysterious way. Ooh. So one of my favorite theories, and I think one that um, at least within uh, the, um, the dig site that we were working on is that potential um, mysterious deaths could be related to uh, infectious disease. So back in the 17th century, you know, if people were falling ill kind of mysteriously and then dropping dead later and kind of germ theory might not be super big or might not be, you know, Existence. Yeah, very uh, easy to explain. People might kind of look to the supernatural to explain this. So that's just, really weird. just like COVID. Just like it's, COVID. It's yeah. in the air. <laughs> and some people still don't believe it or they still try to come up with other reasons to explain it. Oh god. But yeah. So you might have someone that falls ill unexpectedly. And you know, for other reasons, people are trying to come up with a way to explain it. So they kind of looked to the more supernatural um, option, which would be vampires. So and I think, again, this is like a really uh, strong theory because especially within the site that I was working at, um, it's called Drosko. Do you ever want to look it up? Um, there was actual documented cholera outbreaks. There's three of them within the 17th century. So, you know, a bunch of people get sick with cholera and they die unexpectedly. Then people look to other, other explanations. What's it called? Doxtal? Drosko. 
D-R-A-W-S-K-O. So okay. in, your, in your opinion, were these actually vampires? That's what we really want to know. So in my opinion, I think that the people who did these burial practices did believe that they were vampires. Holy shit. I think it's super cool. And when we think about, you know, what does a vampire look like to you? Um, it's got glitter. Think, huh? It's got glitter. It's, it's kind of pale. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people kind of like think, you know, um, what how people viewed vampires back, back then might resemble more so zombies because it's kind of like if somebody died and then an evil spirit or something else kind of reanimated the body and then they came back from under the ground and then they continued to plague the entire city. Sounds kind of zombie-like. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I just I just Googled it. It shows figure one, Nosferatu. <laughs> <laughs> oh but yeah, it says just like you said, people who died in unusual ways. And it says the most common ways to like bury them were burning the corpse, cutting off the head, putting stones or coins into the mouth, placing mm-hmm. poppy seeds, millet, or sand on the ground. So, yeah. Sice and sickles. Cool. Sice okay. Sickles. Interesting. For, yeah. So one of the things that I find really interesting too, so I don't think there is any evidence at the site that I worked at that people were kind of uh, digging them up and kind of looking at the bodies that they buried previously. But there's other speculations from other sites that um, someone would get buried. And then let's say like a family member, someone close to them also continued to die or waste away or something. They would actually go back and redig up that body and they would look at the body and they would leave what is actually like normal body decomposition. Think that, you know, they were bloated because they were full of blood or <laughs> that their nails and hair grew longer, even though that just might be like the skin retracting. So it's just like, again, ways that people are trying to make sense of like what they're looking at. Well, it's like anything. You see what you want to see, right? Yeah, exactly. Recency biased, right? Yeah. So then the site that I was working at, I don't believe that there was any uh, evidence of someone kind of like redigging someone up. But this kind of might have been like, well, just in case, let's place the sickle on their throat. So if they do try to get out of the ground, they'll become decapitated or something. Just in case... If they do try to like get up and feast on, you know, other members of the community, let's lodge this brick in their mouth so they can't use their mouth. <laughs> you think they're just like smash up their teeth with their head or something? And... That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah. Well. That's so, insane. So were your travels just in Poland? So my field school was field just school. in Poland, but okay. you know, my friend and I had the opportunity to do some traveling, which we did. So we went to other countries, including Germany, which is where I met Matt. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm on that trip so that's kind of that makes that trip a little bit extra special too as well nice. as we did like our whole like Europe Euro trip but you so, you met Matt uh but that like you got just met there and then kind of just went your own separate ways right and then yeah. later I don't know was it years later or I think it was like almost one year exactly later um, so we, yeah, we met each other in Germany. It was in my first day in Germany because I landed there and then took the train to Poland and it was his last day in Germany uh-huh. and he was traveling around with his Oma and his family before. <laughs> oh, you little yeah. youngins. Was he, yeah. uh, did he hit his growth spurt yet? <laughs> yeah, he did. Oh, okay. So he was always seven feet tall. <laughs> yeah, he was seven feet tall. So anyways, <laughs> we, we were staying at the same hostel and that's oh, okay. how we met. 
And wait, wait, his Oma and his family were staying at a hostel? No, he did a trip with them first. They did like a river cruise and then he uh, did a little bit of traveling on his own after. So I didn't, I did not meet his Oma and his family during that trip. Oh, okay. So did you, uh, did you guys just exchange contact information at that yeah, time or was it, was it like, oh, when you got back, you're like, hey, didn't I see you in Germany? <laughs> <laughs> um, we exchanged contact information. I think just like over Facebook, so we're like, we're from the same city. Like, we should totally hang out in the future. And we're like, oh yeah. And then just like nothing for a year. And just then, go- ghosted him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then uh, he messaged me like one year later. He's like, hey, we never met up. Do you want to play some board games? And I was like, sure. So that's that. Nice. I'm gonna play some board games. Would you uh, kind of going back to your? Uh, anthropology stuff would you uh or have you had any experience with mummies or is that in would that be the same sort of stuff you're into probably like with burial yeah so I have had no experience personally with mummies but I do know for a fact that there is a mummy at the U of A oh my god yeah oh they can actually from Egypt uh yeah I do believe originated from Egypt yeah and what kind of <laughs> happened was that back in the day um this is kind of sort of going in line with the way of Indiana Jones where people kind of just went in and tomb raided and all of that um people you know rich families used to have mummy unwrapping parties where they get all their rich friends and they unwrap the mummies which is like oh my god horrific and unscientific at this time but that's what they would do so anyways this mummy um was owned by a private family I believe and it had this very interesting journey traveling at a bus at some point on the back of someone's van and then it ended up at the U of A somehow so I know it's like stored away in in some closet (laughs) I never got to see it but going back to my friend who's an x-ray tech she actually got to do a side project where she um Took the the took the mummy and did an MRI on it to kind of see. Cool. Do they remember who the mummy like who was? No, I do not. No. Was it was a certain criteria to be mummified? Is that the correct term, by the way? A certain criteria to be mummified? Yeah, like do you have to be like royalty, or is it just like anybody they were putting in there? Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if you had to be, you know, at a high enough status in order to be able to um, afford it or have all that. all that resource go into it. I don't know. I never really studied Egyptology a lot, but I definitely do find it very interesting. Yeah, it freaks me out. I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm legitimately. I think I never wanted to go to Egypt because I was scared of mummies. <laughs> and like when we were kids, they they had the Egypt books. Yeah. With like all the oh yeah, this is ancient Egypt. It's like no, I can't read that shit. It scared the shit out of me. I when I took art history, I take art history at school. Yeah. And. uh like the Egypt part freaked me out. I was just like, you know, I gotta, I gotta, like, I slept with my book, and sometimes I felt like I should put like a pillow on top of my art book. It was just <laughs> so okay. So just going on with you, money. Um, so you went, you did this entire deep dig into uh, anthropology, and then you realized that um, you were probably better off not going to school and getting a job instead of studying anthropology and trying to get a job afterwards. So you go into nursing. Uh, so I learned this today. So you, so you got your nursing degree, you found a job, you actually, you're not like most, uh, like most Chinese people, 
uh, present company included, we graduate and then we sell our soul to the highest bidder. You did not do that. So you currently have an interesting uh, workplace. Where do you work right now? Well, I've done a few jobs since I graduated. So yes. I'm no longer in the halfway house, but I started my journey working for a nonprofit working yeah. in a halfway house. But now I work out of office for the government. Oh, so you're no longer, uh, okay, well, this totally killed my last question. She's a government worker. She doesn't do anything. <laughs> you, can tell, you, can, you can ask the same question. But uh, did you, do you still have that passion to uh, work with um, former victims of, or victims, they're not former victims, of uh, sexual assault and just helping them, not, like, you know, helping them out? Is that still a, a something, a project of your, is that still a passion of yours? Is that something you want to start doing in the near future again? Yeah, so um, definitely. So when I originally was going to become, or when I was becoming a nurse, one of my dream jobs was to become a nurse that specialized with dealing with um, victims of sexual assault. Um, however, there's only a few in Alberta, so it's kind of like a highly sought out job. Uh, however, okay. in my current job right now, um, whether, like that's not my whole scope, but there is definitely a part um, where I do focus on uh, concerns regarding that. So I am kind of um, dealing with that subject matter um, on top of a bunch of other stuff. So definitely, nope, that's still something that I'm very interested in helping out with, uh, even though it's like highly emotionally stressful, but definitely also very rewarding. So for sure. And I used to volunteer for the sexual assault center doing like phone calls and crisis um, support and all that. So definitely something that I'm still interested in helping out. I find it. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I find it kind of crazy how it's such like not there's only two nurses in Alberta that do it. And it's such a highly sought after job, even though it's like, that would just, that would be a very exhausting job in my mm -hmm. opinion, just sure. trying to live like you're dealing with that every day. You're working with, uh, you know, victims. How is so, it not more, more, more nurses that well, do that? You think that happens more I think often more than, than two. I think there might, there is a small team. Um, oh, okay. So Brian might, just doesn't know what he's talking about. I don't know. <laughs> It was of, too, what say that again i was gonna say lack of fact checking on your part. no i check i i i i talked to uh like i said my wife prepped me for this interview oh okay. and she's just like oh it. monique's like such like an interesting person she's like one of the most interesting people i know i was just like huh for real <laughs> i was like what <laughs> what the fuck but that's cool i mean like yeah i just i i find it is like they're it's hard for them to, it's not hard for them to find people that want to, are passionate about working in that, but it's just, especially because it's such a challenging field. Couldn't imagine it. Yeah, so do you, sure. uh, so do you feel like you sold out becoming a nurse? Or? No, I, I don't think I sold out. Um, I think I wanted a job where, or I wanted, well, I wanted a job. Let's just <laughs> wanted to be paid. <laughs> I wanted a job, but I wanted a, you know, applicable job or something that could be applied. And nursing is definitely an awesome career that allows, you know, such wide coverage of so many different opportunities. And I can still, you know, on my own time, find time for my other interests. So definitely not something that I feel like I sold out for. And nursing has opened up a lot of opportunities, which I'm very lucky for. So. If, if an opportunity came up in the uh, archaeology, anthropology, anthropology. Field, uh, <laughs> would you consider going back if? money was right. 
Maybe or just too, day. or just too much field work. Maybe. So. I think again, I have the option to maybe like do some volunteer work or something, mm -hmm. you know, in my spare time. Um, that would be kind of like a nice way to get a balance. Of but as a career, probably you're set with the nursing thing. You think? Uh, we'll see. We'll see what Fair things enough. look like in the future. But um, yeah, definitely, it's something to have. It's it's nice to have a job, but it's also nice to have hobbies and other interests outside mm -hmm. of work. So yeah. Uh, I guess while we're talking about that, we'll talk about your one hobby that we all know you from, uh, jiu-jitsu. You are a female in jiu-jitsu, which as it's getting a, more popular now, obviously today, mm -hmm. but uh, there's not too many females in jiu-jitsu. Right? Oh, no. So uh, what's it been like just training with a bunch of men, pretty much? Disg <laughs> like especially disgusting especially bigger, bigger, disgusting men like me and Brian. Sweaty, gross mm. people with questionable hygiene. Yeah. Um, well, Not Jordan. Hey, sorry. Just you. You know how Jordan? He smells nice, eh? Like he always smells nice. He always smells fresh. Monique's never said that to me. No. Okay. Except for that one garlic incident. We're good. Yeah, the one time I smelled like reeked of garlic. Anyway, well, that's another story. <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Know. I cut you off. I cut you off. Um. I. Well, I remember starting. It was very, very, very intimidating. And I see that. Yeah. I started with a friend, another girl as well as we kind of had an insider, David and Cameron. Mm -hmm. um, so that was kind of nice to have somebody on the inside or else, I don't know. Because I, I you, you guys were friends before that. We uh, so it helped you guys get started and everything. Okay. Yeah, because I don't know Sorry. if I would have been able to like kind of crack and go in uh, mm -hmm. on my own without that. But I also have like lots of social anxiety. So, you know, I'm probably not a good example for everybody, but um, found it very intimidating at the beginning but I probably had a lot more success at our school due to uh everyone you know being friends and being friendly and being welcoming so I know you know as I got comfortable with everybody and everyone got comfortable with me it was kind of easy going but there would be times where we would go to like open mats with like other schools and other people that I wasn't familiar with and I, so many people would just like shy away from wanting to roll because they'd either be kind of like too scared to you know, hurt or, mm -hmm. you know, they just don't want to even like come close to that. But um, overall, good experiences. However, being small sucks, but yeah. I'm not the only small person. And it's kind of nice to have some support for that. So I think it worked mm -hmm. out. I mean, I'm on a hiatus right now, so I can't really say. But yeah. <laughs> but I think when everything normalizes, you may, <laughs> I'm hoping you'd go back, but. Uh, I, so. I think so. You, you got a blue belt now, and that yeah. always seems to be a long belt for most people. So. <laughs> yeah. No, it's you can Sorry. you can continue to sandbag if you want. We're not going to judge you. <laughs> I think it's uh definitely not to uh yeah I I think it's you've done a great job, especially as a smaller woman competitor, and like like. We're idiots, man. We, we say some stupid shit. Yeah. So I'm uh, pretty impressed that you kind of stuck around. You're definitely someone that a lot of us aren't afraid to go a bit harder with or just to, <laughs> not harder, but to, like to go normal. I think it's uh, it definitely speaks to your attitude and your character. Do you what do you think the biggest obstacle for most women is to join something like jujitsu? Because ironically, it's it's one of the most more useful martial arts you can do. It's it's one of the good thing you can do for yourself. What is the biggest obstacle for most women getting into it? Um, probably, I think the best 
I guess, aid to continue progress is having a good partner and a stable yeah. partner of the same size. You know, if it's another um, girl, that's great. Um, because just having someone within your own size and within your own abilities that can also push you um, is so important. So I think potentially a barrier would be not having that, you know, kind of being isolated. So that's something that I can kind of look back and uh, speak upon a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, that's great. I just, another question just to follow that up. Yeah. So <laughs> most of the people listening to this are our friends. So they don't, they don't, they're, they're pretty cool training. But if, if so, we somehow had somebody who um, was not our friend, what's mm -hmm. one thing that, uh, what's the one thing most dudes can do to make women feel more welcome at a jujitsu school? Um, I think just encouraging them to roll with you because again, like going back to those situations where I didn't know someone kind of like going to like a new open mat with other schools where I didn't really, um, have too many connections with just kind of that, like polite ignoring can be kind of frustrating. Cause then you just like, well, you know, like, do they not want to roll with me? Then I'm just going to continue rolling with the people I'm comfortable with, but just, you know, inviting someone over to roll with you even if they're a girl and you've never rolled with them, as long as you know, you're not a spaz and you're in control. I think that's definitely a very welcoming um, task that someone could do. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's good to have, like, it's, it's good for, I think it's good for most guys um, or, okay, this is so fucking sexist, but it, it's like, if you're a bigger dude and you're rolling, not only with just a smaller person, but with somebody who, does not have any testosterone or, or not much who's not on peds uh it, it's a big help because your technique has to be much better because mm -hmm. any any idiot can just muscle their arm over but if you're if you've got good technique and you're still able to control your opponent i think that helps you develop your skills then it's an easier it's a better time for both people too so it goes for anyone smaller too sorry i don't want to cut you off but yeah no, I, no. I, like male or female like if you're dealing with a smaller opponent you should be focusing more on your technique than just trying to squash them all the time yeah for sure yeah. you definitely learn how to survive yeah. that's why i feel that's why i feel teaching kids classes helps because yeah. you have to deal with like little kids who regardless of gender they're not going to have any strength compared to you or they shouldn't anyway <laughs> if they do uh the kids on something <laughs> kids on but, steroids well, yeah that's totally fair right on well anyway we're going to take a quick break and then when we come back we're going to get to some segments with monique see what really bothers her about this world and uh yeah we'll take care we'll take care see you guys after the break <laughs> Okay, we're back. And let's do our second segment. This is so about last week. All right, Monique. So you clearly are not a listener of this segment or this show. <laughs> so we'll let you know. So about last week is our new segment. This is about uh, things that had happened this week. All right. Jordan will let us know, and you and I will comment. Jordan will also okay. comment. I'll comment All as right. well. Okay, our first one obviously happened in Edmonton yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Um, what was supposed to be an anti-racism rally <laughs> turned into be a walk for freedom protesting COVID-19 measures by, <laughs> you know what? The funny thing is by the loose Kenny government. So these, <laughs> uh, for the most part, it didn't sound like it turned very violent. 
there was an uh, two groups there though. There was the protesters and basically the anti-protesters, uh, but didn't turn violent. It sound there was I think there was one arrest. So thankfully, everything kind of uh, uh, stayed relatively safe for people. So wait, 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 the anti-racism, but from people that eventually turned into a walk for freedom. Well, I think it was uh, the, yeah, it was scheduled to be an anti-racism rally. And who uh, scheduled it? Who was setting this? I up? don't know. So the crowds began to gather. This is by uh, let's see, this is just Edmonton CTV. Okay. Uh, sorry. Crowds began to gather at two p.m. What was scheduled to be an anti-racism rally. So that's what it says. Then within hours, a group called Walk for Freedom protesting COVID-19 public health measures had marched to the government grounds. Those at the front carrying a banner that read protecting our civil liberties and burning torches. Oh, yeah, the tiki torches. Yeah, yeah the tiki torches. Oh, uh, they're back? That's a bad look at a at an anti-racism rally. Well, I, it's not an anti-racism rally. It's a Walk for Freedom rally. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want to call it. Anyway, um, they were saying the signs read stop the lockdown, open all businesses, Kenny and Alberta PCR test, give false positives. Um, yeah, I guess give quick comments about it. Like, I think any reasonable person is like, this is ridiculous, but. Was this connected? Get... There was also people protesting outside of, uh, was it the remand after the, um, the pastor was uh, detained due to the. I don't know if they're connected, but probably the same group of people. <laughs> I mean, loosely, loosely yeah. related, maybe. I don't know if they were actually connected, though. Yeah. Just uh, size all around. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I think most people agree. Uh, like, we just want do whatever we can to get COVID to go away, whatever is necessary. And we obviously voted. Well, listen, we voted for people, regardless of what you think of them. They're telling us what to do. Uh, just follow the rules, and eventually we'll be through it. I mean, <laughs> it would yeah. be that's my that's my opinion. Like, right? COVID is the common enemy. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. I just think it's funny how it was supposed to be an anti-racism rally, mm-hmm. and then it turns into a walk of freedom. This, yeah, yeah it's and they're yelling, out, they're yelling out stuff like not like that the government's Nazis and everything. I'm like, come on. Like closing down businesses, like, listen, whatever you think about it, uh, I think that the common consensus is, I think business closure would be okay if there's support from the government for those businesses when they close down. Yeah, exactly. I think Which we've is... all been in conversations where like, that's the common consensus, consensus on what should happen. Yeah. Uh, it sucks that businesses are being told to close without that support. Uh, but to what like what does this rally do to anyone other than make you look like an idiot yeah that's just my opinion i don't know possibly spread covid and possibly yeah, yeah like, exactly like, make our numbers worse and then make us go into another lockdown or it's like likely spread covid it's like guys come on now they're basing it all on your numbers the, yeah, exactly like, and they're like they call the government's nazis do they start firing up the ovens as well like i, I don't get the comparison man no. I'll get the comparison. It's very, yeah, it's a very rough comparison. And talk about a soft group of people. Yeah. Anyway. anyway, we'll move on to the next one. Uh, that was just local, so I think we had to talk about it. So this one, actually, I don't know if you guys are aware, but uh, there's been huge power outages in Texas yeah. uh, because of uh, like a, basically a polar storm to them. 
And Ted yeah. Cruz went to Mexico. Yeah, so we have like we have, we're going to cover that right after this because it's very funny. Uh, <laughs> but what happened in Texas is basically they got hit by a huge cold snap. Uh, but Texas isn't obviously built for the cold. So they used all their natural gas and electricity like in waves to like compensate for the cold. And yeah, they're having like, I think right now there's about 10% of people still without power. What's the, what was the temperature? Like in uh, Celsius? Minus, low, as low as minus 20. So for oh. us in Alberta, obviously that's not bad, but I know, I can, I know this for a fact I mean, in most Southern states, they're, like our plumbing here, we go below the frost line because like we're in Alberta, we deal with this all the time. There is lots of times in Texas are run like at ground level. So <laughs> when you get minus 20, imagine like your water line's freezing and bursting, not oh, having no. any water. Either you have water and no power or no power and or power and no water. So it sounds what? funny, but in reality, it's pretty sad. Yeah, it is. It's quite and sad. And isn't it that Texas has their own power grid? Because there's like two other uh, federally regulated power grids in Texas just like have their own. Yes. And it's like, good. it's like people are speculating that if there was federal regulation, that none of this would have, or it wouldn't have maybe been this bad. But yeah. And they had, I guess they had two big generators too to like help. Yeah. Uh, help out in this kind of situation but they got overloaded so to save themselves they shut down so uh, there was a like from the article it says a combination forced utilities to impose controlled outages rotating blackouts to stop customers from outstripping supplies so it's it is pretty like rough situation for people who are not used to yeah that. absolutely like, um, basically texas is alberta right now <laughs> so it's kind of i don't want to laugh it's not funny but uh uh, it's Ugh. it's weird to see basically our U.S. cousin <laughs> now get with shut our weather, down get shut down with yeah. this like the power outages and all that and natural that gas. So, and like Monique said, the third kind of topic is Ted Cruz, the senator of Texas, uh, during rolling uh, power outages, is like fuck this, I'm going to Mexico. <laughs> and uh, AOC had to come in, and she came in and she brought aid. She brought aid, yeah. Who's AOC? Alexandria, she's um, uh, she's a New York uh, representative, or I guess how does how does U.S. politics work? She's a Democrat. Be, yeah, she's a Democrat. I believe. Oh yeah, she is most definitely. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Ted Cruz definitely isn't. And Ted Cruz basically like <laughs> left on a Wednesday. People caught him, bitched at him, came back on Thursday, and was like, "Well, that was a mistake, <laughs> pretty yeah. much." So is is he going to get any punishment? Probably not. I'm like, how much has he and so many other people done over the past four years? Nothing has happened. Yeah, I mean, politics. All politicians are sleazeballs. Yeah, that's why The Rock needs to run for president <laughs> and needs to win. He'd be nothing but getting jacked and pumping his tequila through the U.S. <laughs> and I'm here for it. Yeah, Oprah yeah. could be his vice president. <laughs> yeah. What does the world come to, hey? Yeah. It's just like, you just need to be a celebrity now and you can run, you can basically run the country. And in saying that, what does this world come to? Our last topic, Kim Kardashian files for divorce from Kanye West. Oh God. Monique, you look super sad. (laughs) Any thoughts? I, this is new news to me. (laughs) That's why you're so shocked. Yeah, I'm so shocked. (laughs) Are you a Kanye fan? No. You don't like Kanye? Are you a Kim Kardashian fan? No. Yeah. Well, then, well, I guess you're indifferent. 
All I know about them is I believe their child name is like Northwest or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, North or something. I mean, I'm, this is uh, I'm kind of excited for Kanye. All those good music came basically before, before he met. Yeah. yeah, Kim. So maybe he's got a new album. Maybe. If he's uh, still sane, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Kind of went well, off the rails there for a little bit. He struggles with his mental health. Journey. That's true. Yeah. He's uh, yeah. So you can't say crazy person. It has to be like um, struggling with mental health or experiencing mental health. Just like you can't say homeless person. It's person struggling person with homelessness. Language. Yeah. So yeah, I can't say language. homeless, even though they're without home. It's a person experiencing homelessness. So you can't say jobless. You have to say unemployed. The person currently without a job, yes. So person mm. first language. Yeah. Seems like Welcome to BC. splitting hairs. Anyway, let's go on to what's the next one, Brian? What do you want to go to? I think we're doing top three. Speaking yes. of all I've uh I'm excited about this one. We've been gearing up for this one. Okay. So this week's top three is very we should, fa- wait, wait, we we need to educate Monique on this because she's only listened to one episode. Okay. <laughs> so what we normally do is we have a top three segment. And our top three is just your top three I, your top three items of that topic. So right. today's topic is Family Guy inspired from Peter Griffin. The top three things that really grind your gears. In essence, top three things that people do that make you fucking furious. <laughs> okay. So we'll start with uh, we'll start with Brian. Your number three uh, thing that g- really grinds your gears. Oh God, and this. It shouldn't bug me so much. And I, okay, so first off, this is an intro to this. I was just thinking about, okay, how can, like, because a lot of things annoy me about people. Like, so many things annoy me. I just, just, just I realize I, I'm an easily uh, triggered person and I'm not very happy. Uh, <laughs> but I've, uh, I think I've gotten better over these times. Like, sometimes when I start swearing and yelling, um, my wife will tell me, yo, like the kids, man, you can't, can't say that. They're going to repeat this. And this is like, okay but so i had to think about the things they get the most upset about and there's a lot so i had a lot of candidates but number three for me is people who don't believe in evolution <laughs> like okay. it bugs the shit out of me i cannot stand that. it's just like, like and this is me that don't believe in evolution because like you check, I don't know. you check my facebook uh <laughs> but okay so i had uh I think <laughs> there's a couple of, so I'm on Facebook and it's uh, a friend of mine. Like uh, he's got super religious people on his, on his feed. And it's just like the guy was just talking about Noah's Ark. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Noah's Ark. Are you serious? Noah's Ark. Like, like th- there's a whole bit that Joe Rogan does about Noah's Ark. And then, so that's one example. The guy was just like, yeah, it was right on top of now. He needs to take uh, a anthropology course. That guy well. needs to take like grade 12 science, which is not. <laughs> Start great. there. But like, yeah, then there's other time I was, uh, I was talking to a, a so this is like a buddy, a buddy, a guy I used to wrestle with and uh, at the U of A. Close optional. <laughs> Close optional. Yeah. But he, we were like, I don't know. He's really like, the guy's like a super conservative person, super like, 
conspiracy like okay not conspiracy theorists but he's he likes his alternative news and it's just like you can't believe anything the mainstream media talks about i'm just like okay and then we were talking about covid and then and he doesn't like when you bully people and you use non-person first language but i'm just like yeah okay but people that don't believe in evolution don't even start with me man like uh and then he was just like well you know there's no there's no uh evidence for macro evolution it's just like shut the fuck up man like I can't stand people that don't believe in evolution because it's not it's not it's not religion, man. It's not religion. This is science. This is science. This is like the only scientific like science people like scientists annoy each other, can't agree on shit. They all agree on evolution. That should tell you about something. Anyway, so so people who don't believe in evolution, and I you can conflate that with super religious people. Can't okay. Understand them. Well, People that you. take the Bible literally, but anyways, I digress. Go yeah, ahead. You're number three. Uh, <laughs> and that's number three. That's number three. I can't wait to hear the top two. Monique, what's your number three? Um. Okay. Well, why do I have to be brought on such a negative topic? I think because you're a positive person, so we need this. This is the best topic. This is the best one. All right, I'm going to relate. make mine um, appropriate to the theme of this year. So I'm going to make mine all uh, bad mask etiquette. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, etic- so number three, people wearing their masks under their nose. So annoying. <laughs> like we've been, we've been going through this for like almost a year now and people still wear their masks under their nose. Like I was getting into the elevator at work and they like, Make sure that you're only allowed to have four people in the elevator to keep people kind of spaced out. And the How many flights of stairs did you have to take? 13 floors. Okay. That's good. That's good. Okay. And we're all going down and like someone else like, you know, looks in to see if there's space, but it was full. And this one lady was like, no, come on in. We're all wearing our masks. It's okay. And I like look over at her and it's like well below her nose. And I'm just like, aren't you aware? Aren't you aware that you're not wearing your mask? So, <laughs> that's my top. That's my number three. Number three, okay. Uh, my number three. Uh, this is this is actually happens in my own household to me all the time. So, <laughs> nothing I hate more is when I pull a sandwich out of a bag and there's a bite taken out of it. <laughs> that, what the fuck? My wife will literally. Well, like we'll get like sometimes we'll get these Safeway sandwiches. These paninis. They're delicious. I'll get mine, and she's like, "I was like, there's a huge bite taken out of it." I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> she's like, "Well, it was so good, I couldn't resist myself." Nothing is more infuriating <laughs> than pulling out like what's supposed to be an exciting sandwich. Imagine getting like a Subway sandwich, pulling out of the wrapper, and be like, "There's a huge fucking bite taken out of the sandwich." I don't know if you've ever experienced any of this, but I tell you this. <laughs> If it happens one more time, <laughs> someone's going down the stairs. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm not going to say who. Oh, God. I know she's listening to you, So Anyway, uh, we're going to bounce back to Monique for her number two. Oh, we're just going to skip over Brian? Oh, well, no, no, well Brian will get his back. chance. It's called a snake draft. It's called a snake All draft. Right. Number two. And I've seen this multiple times. People, again, we're talking about masks, who pull their mask away from their face when they're in a public area to sneeze <laughs> and then they put the mask back defeats the purpose of it man it defeats the purpose of the mask it stops the droplets times. they don't want to soil that mask what can they say and if i was a braver person i would say something 
but I'm not. So I silently judge. There you go. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll go next. I like snake draft. I actually should go right before this, but my number two is very simply people who drive on the snow on your sidewalk when it's freshly fallen. If you do this, you are an asshole. <laughs> Nothing's harder than scraping that shit off the sidewalk. <laughs> I, so, I live close to a school and all these parents at three o'clock, they park like on either side of the street. I saw this one guy just pull like the biggest turn. He could have just stopped and backed up, but no, he had to drive up onto the sidewalk, slow down to make sure he didn't hit the snowbank, and then keep going. Literally, I was so mad. It was not even on my, it was like my neighbor. I was so <laughs> mad. Like the next day, I was just, I was planning to just sabotage his car. <laughs> I was so mad. Yell out your window or like stand on your lawn. Yeah. Yeah. I'm put up signs, be like, you drive on my sidewalk with freshly fallen snow. <laughs> drive on my I sidewalk will, <laughs> one more time. I will throw you down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my number two. Brian, oh, shit. what's your number two? Uh, I have so many. I know what my number one is. I knew what my number three was. I can't think of a number two, but I can. Sorry. <sighs> okay. So the thing I can't stand, like I can't stand the most are like super Canadian people. You know, those guys. <laughs> yeah. It's a, well, no, no. This is like, they talk about things like the most matter of fact way. Uh, or they like I don't know hockey I, fans. Brian, I never of. thought you were prejudiced, but whatever. Keep talking. That's <laughs> like me know. saying I hate very Asian people. <laughs> I don't know. People get like really worked up. Super Canadian hockey fans they get really worked up over minor stats and like, oh hey, the Oilers lining up. Oh man, they played horribly. It's like yo, they played one game. There's 82 games of the season, man. Just relax. They get so worked up. Our armchair GMs. Okay. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, yeah, you know, uh, we should uh, trade for this really good player and we'll give him uh, four guys who score just as many goals as this one player. It's just like, okay, that's the worst trade idea ever. Dude, you, you, like, you should just stop talking about sports and guys like that. Because then like they talk about some other stuff, like they know what they're talking about. And then it usually like careens into, well, you see that GSP? Oh yeah, that, he's the greatest fighter ever. Yeah, that stuff's really easy to do. And then it's just like, motherfucker, you don't know what you're talking about. And then, uh, anyway, so that's number two. Okay, I just, it's something I get really worked up over, but I can't Clearly. really put my finger. Uh, <laughs> okay, on we're it. gonna we're gonna bounce back to you for number one. For number one, yeah, motherfuckers that don't speak English correctly. And I'm not talking about speaking. I'm talking about explanation, like pretty like like apostrophes. Okay. So here, I'll, let me just run down the ways. People who can't use their correctly and present company, there's one person in here. I'm not going to say who. I'm going to say he's also wearing glasses. <laughs> His fucking text messages. Sometimes I see them and I get just so like, I like my head explodes. It's just like, right. what the fuck, Sorry. man? What are you some of to us, say? Some of us work with tools. <laughs> not all of us can use, just type on but, their computer all the time. <laughs> but that's fine. That's fine. The, the, I guess if I had to say the one thing that gets me super upset is the apostrophe on plurals. It's like, are you serious? That's signifying <laughs> it belongs to someone else. And you know what's the most tragic thing? Is when someone puts an apostrophe on a plural on something that is like like permanent. 
I'll give you an example. I'm not using any names. And you guys don't know this person. So I was on my Facebook the other day. And uh, somebody was so proud. They, they just made this sign about their family. Like, you know, how it's just like the, we'll say the, let's say the Kongs established mm-hmm. in 2014. So they had something similar for their family. And there was a fucking apostrophe before the S. The Kong is. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, the Kong is. It's just like, motherfucker, are you serious? And I was like, like, it wasn't that I was upset. I was just like, I'm so embarrassed for you. Because one day your par- your kids are going to grow up and they're going to see that. They're going to be like, mom, mom, I learned in school today that, you know, that sign you have over there where it's our last name and you spent so much time on it and it's like really nice wood and you put lacquer over it. It looks like it's like petrified. There shouldn't be an apostrophe there. Do, can, can we like that's wrong, mom. That's really wrong. Can we can we do something about that? Oh, we can't. You spent a lot of time doing this and it's permanent. Mom. You can't fucking speak English. Holy shit. You don't know how to write. Oh my God. So that pisses me off. Like, I can't stand that. I really can't, especially on something permanent. It's Ryan, like, you know I feel what? bad for you. You know what? Elon Musk says, in 10 years, we're not going to worry about this. Computers will just do it for us. <laughs> just like <laughs> learning fair. languages. So that's fair. Anyway, it's, it's, that's, that's a sensitive one. point to me because the same people will often tell my mom and my dad to go out and learn to speak English. As somebody whose who's language, whose second language is technically English, I speak better I speak better English and write better English than you, white boy. So <laughs> step your game up. That's what I want to say. Ooh, getting pretty. Anyway, so that's that's the worst. That's number okay, one. We're going to go to Monique for her number one. Yeah, yeah, you're a nicer person. Go ahead, Monique. I'm surprised that's your number one. Okay. Learn no, I, I, it was the thing that like bugs me the most. It's just, I can't believe how much it bugs me. That's how petty I am. I'm just a petty individual. Very small, Monique. You, you consider yourself small? I'm small inside. Anyway. <laughs> Jordan's right. laughing. He's number laughing. one, going back to masks for myself. So this okay. one, oh, it's just so cruel and defiant. And I just, I absolutely, oh, it made my blood boil. So um, I've accumulated a lot of masks. I'm trying to use lots of good reusable masks. Yeah. And I've gotten some off of some like uh, small sale uh, retailers off of Etsy. And while looking for masks, I'd see some people sell masks made out of just one layer of cheesecloth or one layer of lace. And I, my head exploded and people are like commenting. You're like, this is the first mask that I've been able to wear that I can actually breathe in. I'm like, <laughs> are all you fucking fell? stupid? <sighs> I just, ah! So I feel like that is just so evil and just so maddening that, yeah, that's my number one. They're, so, circum- hey, they're circumventing the system. Yo, uh, here's, a, here's a plug, hashtag not a sponsor. Um, <laughs> the best mask that I've had is uh, from this local company in Edmonton, local company, not, not local in this bullshit place I live in now, um, but in Edmonton. And they're, it's called, uh, it's by a company called Unbelts. And they have a store just off of White Ave. It's on 99th Street. Mm. Fantastic. Google it. Best mask. I've, I've worn a lot. Those are the best ones for sure. They, uh, they, they, it goes, it doesn't go on your ear. It goes, it wraps around your neck and your head and stuff. But uh, yeah, fantastic. You like you like the lace on them. The lace is really good. <laughs> it's only two layers though, but you can put a filter in between. Yeah. Anyway, okay. check it out. Unbelts. Uh, okay. Uh, I guess I'll go with my number one. My number one, uh, my wife also does to me. 
Uh, nothing <laughs> infuriates me more. Well, there's a couple other things, but what also infuriates me is when I, I'll literally, she'll ask me a question and as I'm about to answer, she'll just go on her phone. I'm like, I'm going to fucking kill you. <laughs> you ask me, you have the audacity to ask me a question and then pull your phone out like I'm not even here. <laughs> and this goes for all people. If I'm talking to you and then you're just on your phone. Yeah. You are a fucking asshole. Somebody's Goku is getting squeezed. I'm sure I've done it too. But when it happens to you, you're just so angry. So that's my number one. So just as a side note, to add to this, I Googled like top 50 pet peeves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not going to read all of them, but number 21. <laughs> number 21 on my list, which is also my favorite number. Correcting grammar or pronunciation. <laughs> it's tough to get more annoying than interjecting while someone is speaking to correct their grammar or pronunciation irrelevantly. <laughs> it can make the speaker lose their train of thought and their patience will be close behind and going off track. Hey, yo, this I don't says, mind if people, it's hard to tell what people's grammar is and spelling when it's talking. Mm-hmm. But when you write down the Kongs exclam- uh, apostrophe and I see it on your house, it's just like, yo, we friends, man? Why the fuck am I at your house? Okay, Brian, not what? everyone went to the U of A. <laughs> okay, I so, learned that shit at Minchow Elementary, man. Some of us unplug toilets for a living, so... Let's I learned get, that shit at TD Baker. Too high on our Chinese horse. <laughs> I learned that shit at McNally Composite High. Ooh, rich anyway. school. Brian's <laughs> gonna get free lessons yeah. in the evening. Anyway, okay, that wraps up was... our top three. Jordan doesn't do that, by the way. Do what? You don't use apostrophe s's. At least not not to my knowledge. Well, my knowledge. I don't use them probably when I should too, but <laughs> that's because I do not care. Anyway, beyond that. Brian, next segment. All right. So this next segment, Monique, is inspired by the classic game we all played with our friends back in the day, and it's called Would You Rather? Oh, no. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I've selected 10 questions that uh, I think you guys will rather enjoy. Our original guest was James, Monique. Mm -hmm. He pulled out. (laughs) And when he comes back, we'll have way more explicit questions for him. (laughs) Yeah. We'll easy and softly here uh okay first one would you rather be feared by all or loved by all how is that even a question like who wants to be feared by all are you serious i was gonna say i was gonna say i'd rather be feared by all. (laughs) (laughs) i would rather be loved by all surprise surprise Mm -hmm. okay okay brian (laughs) well brian's from like look at his ancestors he'd rather be feared by all well, it depends. Because by, by feared by all, that means my children have to be scared of me and I don't want them to be scared of me. Oh, so love by all. Discipline. Okay, I, I'd say fear by all. <laughs> especially <laughs> my wife. Especially my wife. <laughs> if, she, if she gets on that phone again. Anyway. That uh, is how Jordan plays Age of Empires. He's yes. feared by all. I'm a, I'm a conqueror. <laughs> uh, you play Age of Empires with Monique? Yeah, we have a little Age of Empires group that we play with. We've only played what? like once together. But... Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Uh, okay next one is would you rather sell all your possessions or sell one of your organs hmm so okay all of my possessions is that just material only does that include my cats oh that would include your cats that's a possession yeah technically cats are considered you just sell everything you own or you have to sell one of your organs do i own my my children would my organ be going somewhere black market 
we'll black say. market. Oh. Yeah, to the highest bidder, basically. <laughs> I will sell all of my possessions and then keep my organs for when I do die and they can be used properly. Mm, interesting. Very selfless. Uh, I guess I'll go. I would probably sell an organ. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? I don't know. I think I think it depends on what they're asking for. But if it's something where I can live without, I'd probably sell an organ. Like a mm-hmm. kidney or maybe they'd want my appendix. That'd be sweet. <laughs> no one wants that. <laughs> it's oh, Ryan, what do you want? It's tough. Like sell everything like below market value or can I, do I, can I get, you know, can we barter? Or is it just like, do I just liquidate? It's a very simple question, Brian. Just <laughs> Well, how much money do I get back? Well, it's just selling an organ. I'm guessing a lot. It'd probably be equal okay. in value. One okay, organ so I, or everything think, you own. I'd rather just sell my kidney than uh, lose your house. Than, you got it. Than, well, yeah. Well, no, I've already lost my house, but <laughs> <laughs> clearly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'll just say I'd rather actually sell my possessions. Uh, okay. Uh, next one. Would really you like rather, would you rather be inc- reincarnated as a fly or just cease to exist after you die? <laughs> oh, this is easy. The, the, com- the comment here is, is it better to live life eating poop or not to live at all? <laughs> Go ahead, Monique. I'd probably just cease to exist because you get to live as a fly. You get what? Like another like 30 days? How long do flies live? I don't know. Not that long. You just like perpetually be a fly for all of That'd be sweet. Fly on the wall. Uh, Uh, Cease to exist. I think I'd want to be a fly. (laughs) Like, I mean, my life now, I basically live in shit. So (laughs) I I think being a fly wouldn't be too bad. You can fly then. (laughs) Exactly. I can fly out of the shit. Be nice. Okay, next one. Would you rather be held in high regard by your parents or your friends? <laughs> this is easy. Oh. By my friends. No matter what I do, my parents will never hold me high in regard, right? <laughs> I'm Chinese, man. Uh, I'd probably also choose my friends. My parents, they love you because they have to. So. What are you yeah. talking about? So your parents, you, but your parents would just hold you in high regard regardless? Well... No, this question, no, they wouldn't, but... Yeah. I guess Monique's parents are nice people. <laughs> oh, uh, okay, I, I'd i rather be held in regard, high regard by my friends. Yeah. All right, we're all on the same page now. Uh, yeah. um, okay, would you rather be poor but help people or be incredibly rich by hurting people? <laughs> I'll answer this first. I'd rather be incredibly rich by hurting people. I mean, let's be honest. I don't care about most people. I'd rather just be rich. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather, I'd, like Jordan, incredibly rich because I, you know, I got bills to pay, man. Mm-hmm. And I have to deal with my children. Mouths to feed, baby. Mouths to feed. You actually had to hurt people with, with like your own two hands. Oh, yeah, it'd be nice. Depending on who it is. Like be a professional fighter and be rich? Fuck yeah. That'd be awesome. Like this, is, this isn't one of the questions, but if you ask me, would you rather kill a human being or an animal? I'd kill a human being, especially if I didn't know the person, 100% of the time. <laughs> I guess unless it's a spider or something, then maybe I'll Or spider. a mouse. If it's like kill a dog or kill a human, oh, I'm killing the human. <laughs> like, Dogs man. are way better than humans. Yeah, for the most part. Okay, okay. you, you Monique. Your you, Monique oh, I guess I'll be poor and help people. There you go. There you go. Your cats that, don't need much. That sounds about right, yeah. Living on the streets, Monique. Okay, we'll I'll do two more here uh actually three more uh would you rather know the uncomfortable truth of the world or believe a comforting lie 
Yo, shoot me straight, man. I'd rather know the uncomfortable truth of the world. Uh, yeah, to be quite honest, I'm probably believing a comfortable lie right now. So uh, I'll, I'll pick believe a comforting lie. I go with RSI with Brian. Also, no. You want to know the truth and nothing but the truth. So, Jordan, you want to live in the Matrix then? Is that the comforting lie? Yeah, I'd live in the yeah. Matrix. Imagine all of a sudden I had no karate. <laughs> be sweet. You don't want to know karate. Well, I can learn anything I want. I'm in the Matrix. <laughs> Okay, uh, next one. Would you rather die in 20 years with no, no regrets or die in 50 years with many regrets? Uh, I'd rather die in 20 years with no regrets. Uh, I'll say 50 years with many regrets because it means I've done a lot of things. A lot of things that you regret. <laughs> yeah, well. But maybe some things that you don't <laughs> regret too, okay? I'm sure there's a lot of both. Ooh, that's a hard one. 20 years. Oh man. Okay, I don't think you could go throughout another 20 years of having absolutely no regrets. I don't I just don't believe that would be possible. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with 50 years and have regrets. Okay. Uh okay, well I'm actually gonna squeeze two more in here. Would you rather I'm gonna change my answer? Uh old. I'd rather be fifty years and no and have regrets. Okay. Why'd you change your answer? Because I want to see my kids grow old. Oh you well, might regret that one. It, That'd be one of the non-regrets. <laughs> would you rather be transported transported permanently 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past this is an easy question okay i'm going to answer first and this might change your answer i'm going to okay. say 500 years into the past because 500 years in the future we don't even know exists it's true so 500 years of the past i don't know how far back that what happened 500 years ago like is jesus still alive then <laughs> no. no jesus you're right we might not even exist <laughs> yeah you could go kind of far enough back to live through a cholera outbreak in oh, Roscoe. And then perfect. Yeah. Okay. I'd, I'd like to see what the past was like to see how bad they really had it compared to okay. what we have. In this, do you get to choose where you go back to? Uh, sure. Or are we like staying? No, you're just going in the past, probably where you are. If Edmonton doesn't exist, well, then you're a cave woman. <laughs> yeah, that was more than 500 years ago but okay <laughs> okay so you'd go 500 years in the past because you don't know what the future brings so okay i would go to the future i would definitely go to the future i think did you guys ever watch the movie the time machine no no oh. or read the book H by hg wells <laughs> yeah no oh it scared no. me so much yeah, i'd uh it's a book <laughs> yes. thanks tips okay answer the question bro. <laughs> yeah future man no i knew i know what happened okay. five years ago 500 years ago it sucked yeah but okay anyway okay last one okay okay last one would you rather donate your body to science or no. donate your organs to people who need them see am i, am I dead <laughs> yes obviously <laughs> Not obvious. You can't live with you can't live without a heart, Brian. Or could are you I? Guys a current, are you, do you guys have uh, that you're checked off as a organ donor right now on your on your license? In Alberta, oh, I was probably. In not. Alberta, you were. I, I can't just give I, this to anybody. Okay, so this is my issue. So I want to donate <laughs> all of my organs that I can. You know, if I pass away, I also want to donate my skeleton to the lab at the U of A where I went to school. Okay, so what would you rather do? Give them to someone who wants them or the U of A who can study them 
I and will also, donate all of my organs and I'll leave my skeleton behind for Matt. So it's not wasn't... getting donated to, for scientific, <laughs> but you can just, oh, or man. my friends, my, uh, my osteology friends. Imagine so getting that in the will, like, Matt, no money, just a skeleton from your wife <laughs> or girlfriend. It's just like, ooh. <laughs> okay, well, I would donate my body to... I, I think I donate to people who need them because mm-hmm. I don't sure science <laughs> I'm not going to tell them anything they don't already know <laughs> <laughs> yeah same here I'd rather donate my organs to people that need them yeah yeah that's fair this guy has a real fatty liver and a lot of <laughs> fatty heart <laughs> anyway okay that's uh would you rather for this week all right and we'll uh take a break and then we'll come back with our final segments <laughs> All right, we're back. The last segment that, hey, don't touch this. That. All right, don't touch that. Uh, my beer. Five <laughs> percent beer. I don't drink that often. I drink actually now I drink once a week because or mm-hmm. sometimes less. Uh, yeah, so we're gonna do dad blog, uh, Monique. Since you're not a father or a mother at this point, uh, yours will be aunt blog because I believe you have okay. a niece and or nephew. Or both. Yes, siblings, Monique. I am the youngest of uh, two other siblings, and oh, okay. my oldest sister has two daughters. So I am the aunt to two nieces. Does Matt what's... Matt have any nieces or nephews? No. No. Okay, just the two. So just what's the... the age spread between you and your siblings? Um. So my sister is the oldest, and she's six years older than myself, and then my brother's two years older. Oh, okay, that's not bad. That's a good spread. Good spread. <laughs> Okay, you want to go first, Jordan, or do you want me to go? Uh, I can go first. Okay. Uh, okay, yeah, so mine is a quick story. Uh, we actually, uh, my wife works in this office during the week for the most part. So mm-hmm. she, she's been working later than she normally does, uh, mainly because she's from home. So my daughter always wants to come down and see her, like around five. She's just tired of me. She's like, I want to go see mommy. So you're downstairs, uh, and there's actually a bed down here. So one of the things that we kind of do now is, I always used to throw Monroe into the, like the pillows, but I kind of made it like I went in front of her and she kind of grabbed my hips. I'm like, throw me. So she kind of pushes and I just jump into the pillows. I was like, she's like, I want to throw you. I was like, okay. So this, and then she wants up onto the bed. So she comes up on the bed and then she's kind of crawling on me and she gives me a knee right to the sack. I'm like, ah, so I I yell out, oh, my nuts. She looks at me. She's like, I know hurt your nuts. <laughs> and it, it may have been one of the funniest things I've heard in a while. <laughs> just the way she said it. I know hurt your nuts. <laughs> Me and my wife should start laughing. We're like, I really hope she doesn't say that anywhere else. <laughs> She's gonna be like, I know her daddy's nuts. <laughs> but yeah, that's my qu- actually quick dad blog for the week. I thought it was a quick funny story. Uh, most dad, most dads can probably relate when their kids cat them in the balls there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I've been actually, you know what, knock on wood, I've been okay. I've been okay on that department. Uh, mine's not that long either. It's actually, well, there's it's like two kind of, but one. Um, so I think when we like this was a while ago, but we uh, so like when you have kids, Monique, when you have to try to get them to bed and try to get them to sleep, uh, mm-hmm. one thing that usually works is like white noise. Mm-hmm. so with my son it was just like oh i just i would rock him and we'd go to the bathroom i turn on the fan we have this really quiet fan in uh penticton nothing like my old mill woods fan 
anyway but i would i would always kind of like shush him like yeah one day i got really bored of doing that so i started just singing songs and uh the song i was always sing to him would be like i want it that way by the backstreet boys or uh one sweet day by boys to men and mariah carey so for the longest time i thought like kendrick was just i was i was like basically seeing what i wanted to see like i was like yeah he really likes backstreet boys so that's his song he won't go to sleep unless he hears it so there are a couple of times where he was he'd be crying and then i would just start singing backstreet boys and i'd be like okay well this is just a happy coincidence and then last week like two weeks ago we were driving home from uh, granny's house because granny is allowed to see guests because she lives by herself anyway and uh K-Dot's like losing his shit. He's just Wah! just like crying. We're driving. It's just like, yo, go the fuck to sleep. And he's still like, he's still crying. And then eventually then I'm just like, okay, hey, buddy, just yeah, come on, time to sleep. Oh, we're almost home, man. And then finally I'm just like, you are <laughs> my fire. And then we like we all like Sailor Shad just starts singing. And he started he fell asleep. So it's just like, yeah that's that's his song um along those lines so like lydia will always hear me sing to kendrick and he she's just like daddy can you sing me the song that you sing to kendrick I'm like no it's too long go to sleep and then finally the other day i was just um and then she like somehow she learned who mariah carey is because of uh, once we day the boys to men song i sing all the time to her so i'll we'll say i'll sing that she's like daddy can you sing mariah carey i'm just like okay fine um, but now she's like obsessed with Mariah Carey. She's just it's like the first time she heard it, she's like, "Is Mariah Carey a princess?" So I was just like, "No, she's not a princess." So then she's like, "She sounds like a princess." And then uh, she wants to see glitter. She really wants to see glitter. She's like, "Oh, I want to see glitter. I want to see Mariah Carey. Can we watch Mariah Carey?" This is like that's a horrible movie. And no, I don't know if I want you to watch some of her later music videos. Anyway, <laughs> she loves Mariah Carey though. That's awesome. I love that's it. That's my dad blog. What's your anti-blog? Anti-blog. All right. So um, my nieces are now going to be about five and a year and a half this year. Are they twins? Five years old in a year and a half? No, they're not twins. Oh, I saw you said five years in a year. Oh, no. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Continue. Continue. (laughs) So uh, this is just a... um, I don't know, kudos to you guys and all parents out there that go through it is that back before COVID, um, I would love to take like my nieces out for um, like a day of the week, uh, maybe like once a month or twice a month, just to like take them out of the house and spend the day together. And oh my God, those days were stressful. As soon as I like picked them up, I was just like on alert. Sometimes it would just be like me and Matt and we were like both taking care of one of them or both of them. And, uh, you know, we would take them to like, I think my, my older niece was taking like little karate lessons at the time. So we would take oh, her God. Yeah. <laughs> and just like walking down the street with her, making sure she doesn't run away or taking her to the pool. Uh, so much fun, but also very stressful. And I would like drop them off at, um, at my sister's and just like take, take a recovery period for like the rest of the week or the rest of the month. So I am totally impressed that you guys are able to do that 24 seven. Is it just because it's like not your kids? So you're just like, oh, I can't let anything happen on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> it's hundred percent probably what it is. 
Yeah, I'm just, I guess, not used to it too. But mm. on the other end, being an auntie, I feel like one of the most honorable times or like one of like the things I just feel so happy is like the first time that they learn my name. Because it's not going to be the first word. It's not going to be the second word. But finally, when they like can identify me and call me Monique, it, I don't know, it makes me so happy. They, do they, are they able to say the full Monique or do they have like a nickname for you? Like uh, the older Mon- one, Monty. Monique. <laughs> That's what she says. And then the other one calls me me, me. <laughs> well, close enough. Yeah, what? close enough. My name's a little bit harder. Sometimes they just call me Mo, but no. Mo. Makes- <laughs> I, I, that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. No, I uh absolutely can't wait to like spend more time with them post COVID. Nice. You can probably hear Fritz bellowing. Oh, I thought that was Brian's kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're sleeping. Well, that was a good dad blog for the week. Sorry, Brian, I don't want to interrupt you there. Oh, sorry. I you mentioned something honorable mention for things that grind my gears. Parents that take their kids to taekwondo lessons. <laughs> like, do you not know better? Are you a fucking moron? You put them in taekwondo lessons because you want them to defend themselves. I told that to my old boss before. I was just like, your kids gonna get the shit kicked out of them. You know that? They know lots of kicks. Yeah, <laughs> we have a good friend who's a taekwondo black belt. Who? <laughs> I don't recognize his Taekwondo black belt. He is just a jujitsu black belt to me, mm-hmm. fellow Lego enthusiast. And if o- a Taekwondo o- huh? officer Mark is also a Taekwondo, well, I don't know if he's a black. He is a black belt. You have Officer Mark's six foot five and three hundred pounds. Hey, whoop yes, <laughs> whoop yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You want to bash right. Taekwondo some more? <laughs> what you say? You want to bash Taekwondo some more? I all the time. Just like your year away wrestling. Did you guys you... know? So before I joined Arashido, I almost joined a different Taekwondo. Place. Do you want to know which one? No, not Taekwondo. Uh, tai Chi. You look like a Tai Chi kind of person. You <laughs> hey, know, but I used to. Okay, so back in elementary school, I was in the Lord of the Rings club. <laughs> Lard. Lard. Was it LARP? And after we finished Lord of the Rings, the guy who ran that program, he did Tai Chi, so we did Tai Chi for a bit. So back oh, in the Tai day, Chi. Yeah. I had a sword. But oh. no, so not Tai Chi this time around. You want to give it another guess? Fencing. No, that would be actually a pretty good workout. Karate. Martial art. Not karate, no. Jeet Kune Do. No. Capoeira. No. That no, was an awesome. Wing Chun. <laughs> Wing Chun? Yeah. Isn't that what Jet Li did? Or like, oh, no, he did wushu. Oh god. Anyways, my life would have been very different if I very very different. This, so. Honorable mention for things that annoy me. <laughs> I had a I had a friend. I had a buddy who uh, his his he had a friend that uh, said he wanted to learn uh, Wing Chun or some like your Ji Kune Do because he was mm. like, yeah, it's the best martial art because Bruce Lee did it. I was just like, Bruce Lee was an actor. Guys that like rap hard for Chinese martial arts, it's just like get the fuck out of here, man. Anyway, things that grind my gears. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. moving on. I guess we're gonna get to our last segment, uh, the episode long beer review. We will let uh, I guess we'll let our guests go last, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I'll go first. I guess since I started it. Uh, I was drinking the. Larch Valley Porter from the Grizzly Paw Brewing Company in Canmore. 
Yeah. Uh, 5.7% tall can. Uh, I'm going to read you the back because I think it tastes very similar to what it says. It's uh, supremely sessionable, full of rich chocolate malt flavor with hints of coffee and smoke complexity. Mm-hmm. And did it, did it deliver? And it delivered. It's good. I don't normally like porters, but this one was quite good. I like porter. So I'm going to give it a 7.3, which is I'm going to consider it high because I'm not a real big porter guy. And this actually, I think I would have another one right now if I had one. But you don't. But I don't. But I do have some other ones, so maybe. Anyway, 7.3 on 10. Mm-hmm. I'm a, yeah. You can use whatever scale you like. Uh, Brian uses a five-point scale. And, Joey, uh, he always drinks the same beer, so he just always gives the same score. <laughs> anyway, Brian, actually, you're up. So it's I don't drink the same beers all the time, but when I do, it's uh, usually from the Phillips <laughs> Brewing and Malting Company or uh, Tree Beer, Tree Brewing, because my wife bought me uh, the sampler packs, and they came with two of each. And I'm too cheap to go and buy different beer. Anyway, so Glitter Bomb, Hazy Pale Ale, fucking delicious. This is something that you should, I would drink on a regular basis. Um, I didn't remember it being this good. Maybe it's because I drank it out of a glass this time. But uh, I'm, I'm going to, does help. I, I like, I like ales. I like uh, hops in my beer. And I will give this beer out of, Five stars. I give this a four point two quarter two five. Four point two five. Four and a quarter. Four and a quarter. Right. Oh, and uh hey, sorry, honorable mention. Oh my god. About these that <laughs> bugged me. Uh my brother one time was just like uh he he said, Yeah, I was gonna put my kid in like Taekwondo or something. I was just like, motherfucker, are you like just burning money? He's like, you know what? It doesn't have to be the best martial art as long as they know something. It's just like that's that's so stupid. No, no, no. You know, not I, as long as they know something. I actually agree with your brother. Like, just get them in something. They're probably they're probably not going to continue it their whole life. Just get them in something as an activity, something that shows discipline. Like, come on. They can <laughs> learn to run away. That is your added, yeah. you know, doing well. <laughs> they can learn to run away, throw some kicks on the way out. <laughs> Jordan, it's like I don't even know you anymore, man. Yeah, I'm just saying. Anyway, I am a petty. I'm sorry. I'm just a really petty person. Okay, Monique, your turn. All right. <laughs> so I had the Polar Park Brewing Company, which is brewed here in Edmonton. Yeah, yeah. And it is the Canadian Hefenweizen. And actually, I should have said the actual name of it. It's One Tame Cheetah. That's the name of it. And One Tame right. Cheetah. Let's see. Nice. And all their cans have like that bear on it. Okay. So let's see. So their description is. A cloudy, refreshing Hefenweizen with overtones of fresh banana bread Ooh. with hints of clove and vanilla. That sounds delicious. So I actually felt that it was, it had more floral kind of tones to it. So, mm. um, but I, I think it was still pretty good. It was pretty refreshing. I give it a, I'm going to use the 10 point scale. I'm going to give it a 7.2 out of 10. Okay. It right. didn't taste like, you know, the, the, the notes that they said on the can, but it was still good. Is this your first time drinking that beer? Um, I've had the same uh, brewing company before. They mm-hmm. they had kind of like a raspberry beer okay. and, and something else, but this is the first of this, uh, the One Tame Cheetah. So Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. 
Right on. All right. Well, it's another episode of Hey, Don't Touch. I want to thank our guest for joining us on our podcast. I hope that this encourages you or uh, this inspires you to listen to more episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so, listeners, for those listening, please uh, rate us on iTunes. Please subscribe. Tell some friends about this podcast so that we have more than 12 people listening a week. Anything else, Jordan? Uh, no, I think that's covered. it. Again, thank you, Monique, for coming on and staying up clearly past your bedtime. I'll do it for you guys. Thank you for having me. This has been a lot of fun. And uh, if you get sick of interviewing James, I can come back again one day. Perfect. Maybe we'll have you both on. At the same time. <laughs> At the same time. We'll uh, have you guys debate something. <laughs> James likes to debate topics he doesn't know what to do after a quick Google search. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Right All right. Take care. Thank you, y'all, everybody, for listening. Have a good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. Whenever the fuck you're listening to this. <laughs> don't, don't ever ask me things that I get upset about because uh, it turns me from a really nice person. <laughs> I've been very nice in BC to, to like my true self. So don't don't do that anymore. All right. Take care. See you guys. Peace.